The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Been looking forward to this conversation all morning. Richard Clarida, the Global Economic Advisor at PIMCO and former Federal Reserve Vice Chair and a good friend of this program for many, many years. Rich, wonderful to catch up with you, sir. I was thinking back yeah. to our conversation we had on the West Coast when PIMCO put out their secular outlook and you and I talked about what you called the Fed tolerating two point something. Did you hear that from Chairman Powell in that news conference yesterday? Because I did. Well, well, yeah, I think that, that you know, they've had a lot to do. They've done a lot of heavy lifting. Um, ultimately, they do want to get inflation to two, but they understand that if a year from now it's running in the twos, that will have been a big accomplishment and they can adjust rates uh, down. They don't, you know, they obviously don't want to tighten uh, too, too much. And so, yes, I think uh, two point something is is kicking uh, and alive for sure right now. Rich, it's worth going over what they're basically telling us explicitly they're willing to cut interest rates with inflation above 2%. How controversial might that be? I think they'll do a good job explaining it. What they're going to say is, look, as inflation falls, if the Fed doesn't cut rates, it's actually tightening policy because policy is the real rate. So if the nominal rate's unchanged and inflation's falling, they're tightening and they won't think they need to add additional tightening if they think the inflation momentum's going in the right way. So that's, that's the way that, they will, that they'll uh, explain it. The Fed was talking a lot about data dependency and how they really aren't giving forward guidance at this point. Did you get a sense of which data could really shift their views before September? Even though we do get a slew of data, we've heard every time them come out and say, one data point a trend does not make. Sure. And I think uh, so they'll have two, they'll have two more inflation uh, prints uh, and two more labor market prints. Uh, but Lisa, I've thought for a long time that another important uh, development that they're going to be following is what's going on in the in the labor market. Um, uh, they they like the fact that the labor market is buoyant, but wages are are going up faster than consistent with the with the two percent target. So I do think they'll be looking at the labor market data, wage em, uh, employment cost index, as well as the the price inflation. So what would they have to see? How high is the threshold for them to hike again in September, or if not in September, in November? I think it's I think it's maybe a closer call than 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 some of the market pricing uh, right now. You know, uh, they did write down uh, uh, two more hikes in June. We got one of them uh, uh, yesterday, and and an overwhelming majority of the committee thought in June that appropriate policy would call for one more uh, hike. So I think certainly one more hike is in play at some point in the fall. You know, the chair said that explicitly. He also said that when he was in Europe a couple of weeks. Uh, ago. So I don't think it's a, an overly high hurdle to get that hike. I don't think they necessarily have to do it uh, in in uh, September. I will say this, whatever hiking they think they need to do, I think they want to get in uh, this year. Why this year, Rich? Why is that important? Well, I think a couple reasons. I think that um, um, I think they think they're close uh, to the end uh, anyway, and inflation's moving uh, however slowly in their direction. And I think they would like to stay out of the spotlight uh, in, in an election uh, year. Now, we've had the Fed hike in election years, 04, 1984, come uh, to mind. And they'll do that if they really think they that inflation really requires a much higher rate path. But I think this cycle is, is aiming to finish up sometime in the fall. 
You know that this Fed is always criticised. The committee always faces criticism for something. Some of the criticism yeah. we heard from some guest in the news conference before the news conference and after the news conference too was just how data dependent this Fed actually is. They took a break from hiking, Rich. Then they come back and hike again. And in the intermittent period, we had inflation that actually improved. The inflationary backdrop seemed to get better, and yet they hiked yeah. anyway. How data dependent are they? Well, good good point. Data dependence is a very elastic phrase, which has is open to various interpretations. I think on balance, really, that going forward, especially after this meeting yesterday, they they really are data dependent. As you know, I've said on your air before. Most of this rate hike cycle, they've not been that data dependent. In March of last year, they knew two things. The funds rate was at zero and inflation was at five going to six. That's all the data they needed to set off this, this very aggressive rate hike cycle. I do think as we do get close to the terminal rate, that, that at the margin is more uh, data dependent. Although I did, I agree, and I said on, on, on Bloomberg after that meeting, it was, that, it, was a, it was an awkward pause in June, that's for sure. It's an awkward moment also right now, given that the Fed is removing recession as the base case and we're looking at a soft landing. And yet there's a real question mark among analysts and a real split among investors about whether inflation could reaccelerate as a result of the strength, the resilience, the wages. Where do you fall on this? What do you think the Fed falls on this, given that they seem to be taking perhaps a bit more of a dovish stance? Yes, quite, quite. Quite frankly, Lisa, I, I was surprised in the in the press conference. I wasn't surprised to hear the chair say, as he has many times, that he thinks there's a path to a soft uh, landing. That's okay. Sure, there's a path. And uh, but I was surprised that he invoked the change in the staff uh, uh, forecast. I don't think that was in the in the June uh, uh, minutes. And so he's obviously entitled uh, to do that. But yes, not my base case, not our base case. But there is a scenario where we get some good news on inflation this fall because of falling rents, uh, used car prices again falling. Um, But if the Fed finds itself in March of 2024 with an unemployment rate of four and inflation rate of of, of four, uh, you know, with some of that temporary good news behind them, they're in a very tough spot. So I do think it's a risk. It's not the base case, uh, but it's certainly something if I were still there, I would be I'd be uh, assessing. What do you think right now is the bigger risk, Rich? The idea of inflation reaccelerating and still being a problem or the idea of recession and avoiding something more entrenched, which could happen if the Fed moves slower? Well, personally, I, I do think that, you know, again, I'm in the private sector now. I, I do think that, that the Fed, the bigger risk is for the Fed is to uh, declare a mission accomplished uh, too early and find themselves next year having to restart the rate hike. So if I were there, it would skew me uh, to getting in, you know, that additional hike uh, uh, this year, and I think some members of the committee will will see it that way. Look, Lisa, the other thing is, um, um, the Fed's own projection, which I agree with, has unemployment rate rising by about a point by the end of next year. Uh, that would be very modest. That would probably be the most modest downturn we've had. But historically, as we know, the Solemn Rule: whenever the unemployment rate rises by more than a half a point it's ultimately declared a a recession. So I actually think a truly non-recession outcome without any rise in the unemployment rate at all is going to be is going to be tough. That's my personal view. Would be phenomenal if that materialized. I want to finish on this if we can, Rich. Yeah. No dissents. We talked about this yesterday. I've been talking about it for a while. You've been on the committee. Why do people, even when we know they might disagree with the decision, make the decision not to dissent? Why does that happen on the committee? Well, you know, the Fed has been an institution that's been around for 100 plus years, and there are certain cultural 
uh, norms. Um, and certainly it's been a very long time since you've had a governor uh, dissent on a policy rate uh, decision. If you go back to Gr the Volcker years, he had governors and his vice chair dissenting. But, you know, since Greenspan, uh, but the Reserve Bank presidents can and do dissent. Certainly during my time at the, the Fed, especially in 2019, we had three dissents and we had several presidents saying they would have dissented if they had had a vote. So dissents can happen. The other thing I should note is we've had a lot of turnover uh, among the regional bank, uh, district bank presidents, you know, the announcement of Jim Bullard, right. recently Esther George, Est uh, uh, Charlie Evans, uh, uh, Rosengren, you know, there's accumulated 50 plus years of institutional experience that's no longer uh, in, in that room. I think that's also relevant. Richard, thank you, sir. For weighing in, Thank let's you. catch up soon. Next time in studio, please. Richard Clarity there, the former Fed Vice Chair and now of PIMCO. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.